Hi, I'm Patricia Grabarek. And I'm Katina Sawyer, and welcome to the Worker Being Podcast. Today, Patricia has an article for us. Um, Mm -hmm. So, Patricia, do you want to give us a little bit of a preview of what it's going to be about? Yes. So, this article is about needs and having your needs met at work. Um, I'll talk about different types of needs and how that impacts your wellness. Awesome. Um, Well, needs certainly sound important because you need them. So... (laughs) Definitely. <laughs> so I think that sounds like a very good topic to talk about things that people need. Yeah, I uh, I think it's good. I'm excited about it. It's pretty pretty straightforward. So hopefully not super complicated for people. Um, cool. But before we get started, first of all, welcome back everybody after a two week break, summer break. Yay! Hope you're having a lovely summer. Um, as you probably know from listening to other episodes, we are recording. In advance, because our lovely producer, Allie, is pregnant at the time of recording um, and is on leave at the time of this airing. So if we talk about things that sound like it happened a few months ago, that's because it did. They did. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so speaking of things that in the future will have cap- happened a few months ago, your move was yes. this past weekend. And yes. you've been settling in. How is that going? Um, it is going okay. We mostly have everything. Well, not everything, but a lot of things unpacked. So that's good. Um, our movers were like somewhat disastrous. And so, um, that was problematic. And so for like all of Sunday and most of Monday, I felt like very chaotic because like nothing was where it was supposed to be. And none of the furniture they like disassembled all these things they weren't supposed to disassemble like I don't even know like furniture was like not together even not only was it not the right place it was like in pieces I don't even know how to describe what happened but anyway (laughs) so like our our life felt like very chaotic at the beginning of the week and then um I guess like some of the day on Monday and then like a lot of the day on Tuesday um whenever Brendan had like a free minute he was just like unpacking a box or like screwing things back together or whatever and so um by Wednesday um which was yesterday um by Wednesday like things really started to feel like okay things are where they need to be all the furniture is where it needs to be like and um yeah so like I put away all my clothes and all my shoes So, like, all the closets are set up. All the linen closets are set up. Like, things are coming together. Um, We were supposed to get couches delivered on Tuesday. And so we cleared out the whole living room, like, unpacked a bunch of boxes and then put other ones in the basement and um, waited for those to come. And then um, we found out that not only were they not arriving, but they actually told us that they shipped and that they were going to be delivered. And then we found out that they actually don't have them. What? Which is a weird, <laughs> really weird thing. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. It's so very we like, coronavirus-y. I feel like I there's know. a lot of weird shipping stuff going on. I know. I think that's what it is. So like we waited. They told us that it was going to come between 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. on Tuesday. So we got up at 5.30 <laughs> a.m. to wait oh, for man. the couches to come. And like cleared a bunch of boxes um, like to make way for it and everything. And then... Like, we're, like, waiting and waiting, and then, like, it just never, like, 6 p.m., 7 p.m., 8 p.m., 9 p.m., we're, like, the couches are not here. And then we ended up calling Amazon, and Amazon was, like, oh, yeah, like, we actually never got, we don't even have those. And we were, like, oh, my gosh. Well, we got, like, multiple (laughs) notifications today that you were delivering these 
today, like text messages, emails being like, get ready. Your couches are coming. And then like (laughs) come to find out that they are not. Um, So anyway, we had to like reorder couches today and um, we reordered, we not reorder. We ordered a bunch of other furniture today, coffee tables and stuff like that. So it feels like things are like set up and then we'll have like another like slew of things that get delivered and then. Everything should be, like, settled within the next, like, couple of months. By the time people are listening to this, it'll all be here and it'll be set up. Yeah, and you will be all settled in and it'll be like none of this nightmare had ever happened. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Exactly. I never realized, like, the power that bad movers can have on you. But, like, oh yeah, it's pretty bad. I never had a bad move before. And then I was like, oh, this is why people don't like this. (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah so anyway like i've been lucky i haven't had any like crazy bad movers before either um but i think based on your lesson i'm gonna be spending a little extra yeah. <laughs> every time because i'm like i always go for the cheaper movers too but yeah. then now i'm like well i don't want the situation you just had so no i know and they had good reviews i don't know for what I, maybe they just had a bad day. Like, that's what I think. They had a bad day. But yeah. um, in any event, all my stuff is in here. And it's, like, slowly getting set up and feeling like an actual house, which is very good. And so, yeah, I feel like it's all – it's getting there. Good. Good. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. Yes. yes. So uh, what have you been doing this week? Oh, my goodness. This week has been very busy. Um, So for our fabulous listeners in the future, um, we are launching a new five-day reset um, called the Reset Remixed with uh, a fitness studio, Remix Fitness Studio in in the Philadelphia area. It's actually one of Katina's cousin's gyms. Um, So it's got like some physical fitness stuff and we're super excited about it. But I, I spent a lot of time getting the landing page for people to sign up for it to work and it was that's been I feel like that just started my week off in a frustrated technology yeah and then um and then it's just been really busy like lots of stuff going on uh, at work which is not bad like I'm not upset about the fact that I've got a lot of work to do but um it feels good actually I think while we're still in quarantine to have work but I feel like I need a little bit of a breather right now so it's just been busy it's been really busy today I went for a like a little walk run slash hike I feel like I did a little bit of everything but (laughs) this hike um it's not like a aggressive hike because all the trails are actually closed but this one trail near our house just goes like up basically it's not an official trail like people just walk on it because it's basically you go straight up a hill um which is, you know, a good little way to get your heart rate going, whatever. But I decided to go at the hottest time of day, which was a <laughs> terrible idea. It was like the only window of time I had, though. And I was like, yeah. I'm going to go and oh, I'll just do the hill and then I'll go do the rest of my walk somewhere else. And I get like up the hill and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I am going <laughs> to melt. I am literally oh, no. burning up right now. Um, I'm sure my face was bright red. I look like a giant tomato. Um, it was so hot. <laughs> it was so hot. It was fun. Like, I'm glad I did it. Now that yeah. I'm home, I feel good that I did it. But at the time, I was like, what am I doing? I should never walk up this hill unless it's early morning or towards the evening, not when the sun is beating down on me from the middle of the sky forever. Right. No. 
<laughs> it was yeah, a lot. Yeah, that doesn't sound very fun. <laughs> yeah. And like initially I was like, yeah, it's hot out. It's sunny. It's so pretty. And like, yeah, it's hot, which is fine. But that plus the hot, I was just, yeah. I was not good. It's a little much. Well, maybe you can try to time your breaks next time to be in the morning or later in the afternoon when it's not quite so hot. Yeah, I I will have to do that next time. I learned my lesson the hard way. <laughs> yes, but at least you got to go outside and be in nature. It's been raining a lot here, so um, we haven't been outside. I haven't been outside in a long time. Mm. Um, but it's supposed to be really nice on Saturday. It's supposed to rain again tomorrow, and then on Saturday it's supposed to be really nice. So we have, like, all these, like, plans to sit on our patio on Saturday night and hang out. Well, it should be lovely. Yes, yes, yes. Um, But speaking of all of these needs that we have for nature and nice weather and all these things, <laughs> tell us about needs that employees have. Yes. Okay. Love the transition. Um, <laughs> Thanks. So this paper, it's actually what's called a short research note, which is why it's pretty simple, straightforward, um, short little study that I'm going to tell you about. It is called... Daily Associations Between Basic Psychological Need Satisfaction and Well-Being at Work, The Moderating Role of Need Strength, and it was written by Van Hoof and De Potter in 2019 in the Journal of Occupational and Organiza- Organizational Psychology. Oof, mouthful. <laughs> um, <laughs> it is. Yes, it is. J-A-J-O-O-P. We're just going to say yes. that. Joop, joop, joop. Um, (laughs) so this article, it talked about three different needs. So I'm going to talk about those needs and then what they found. So it's like, it's incredibly straightforward. Um, there's a need for autonomy, Mm -hmm. which that need is all about employees having the need to have some control over their own actions and behaviors. Mm -hmm. So when you're measuring that, one of the questions they would ask or is, did you have the need to have a say? Or it's really more about, do you have this need? There's two different ways they measure. They measure, do you have this need? And then was the need satisfied? So the need is the need, one example of questions, the need to have a say in determining my activities and tasks. So how mm-hmm. much of that need do you have? And then today at work, I felt competent. Uh, not competent. Yeah. No. Today at work, my tasks were in line with what I really wanted to do. Okay. So gotcha. those two are about autonomy. The, the okay. competent one is about the need for competence, obviously. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. So the need for competence is all about feeling like you are effective in what you do. Um, feeling like you're part of the team or the group, that your actions are important and um, are are part of the bigger picture. The need to be good at your work, basically. Um, mm-hmm. So... The questions around that is the need to be good at your work is whether or not you have that need, that strength of that need. And then in terms of the satisfaction, it's the one I mentioned earlier. Today at work, I felt competent. Cool. Awesome. And then the final one is relatedness. So that's all about being connected to others. So this is the need to feel close and connected to other people. Um, If you're asking the question around their strength of this need, it's how much do you need to feel like you're part of a team or a group? And then for the satisfaction, it's today at work, um, I felt part of a group or a team. Cool. Awesome. So it's all about your either how much 
control you had over things, how good you felt at things, and then how connected you were to others. Exactly. Yep. Awesome. And so the study was really looking at, as I mentioned, the need strength and the need satisfaction. So need strength is how much do you have this need? Like, do you feel like you actually need to feel competent? Do you feel like you need to have control on the job? Do you feel like you need to be part of this group or connected to others? And that varies by person, right? So some people need some of these things more than others. It can potentially vary, you know, even day to day as to how much you need that, right? Mm-hmm. And then the need satisfaction piece is how did those needs get met at work? So if you felt like you really wanted to be part of the group and included and connected to people, did that happen? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So both how much of it did you want and whether or not it was fulfilled. Exactly. Yep. Cool. That's so great. So both, both those things and then that and those things impacting wellness. So... Um, they looked at their measure of wellness in this study was positive energy. So it's, you know, I feel energetic, I feel vivacious, things like that. Um, and the reason, so one note for everybody, this was part of a much bigger study. So um, these, just as an FYI, like these people are doing these surveys for a lot of different reasons. There's a big, big study. And this is just one little snippet of the study. Mm-hmm. Um so they were doing these, um, they were basically interns, paid interns um, from a business school in Asia mm-hmm. um, that were asked to complete these surveys, two surveys a day, one in the morning, one at the end of the workday. And for this study, they just pulled out a few questions that were relevant to make these connections. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. So. So what did they find? What did they find? Um, they found that... Having your needs satisfied led to more positive energy. Shocker, right? You feel better if your needs are satisfied. Specifically, they looked and saw that autonomy and competence. So if you felt competent at work and if you felt like you had some control over your tasks and work, you were doing better. You had higher well-being. Mm -hmm. So that's result one. Result two was around the relatedness need. So this one is a little bit more complicated. If I um, had that need met, that's great, but really only if I really felt strongly about that need. So in other words, um, some people don't feel that need as much to be connected to others at work. And Mm -hmm. so if they felt connected to others at work, it didn't really make them feel better at the end of the day. Um, But if I really felt like if that was important to me and I really felt like I wanted to be connected to the team or feel like part of the group, then that did make me feel better. So for the other ones, no matter what, it made people feel better. But for this one, it only mattered if you were a person for whom this was really important. Exactly. Yep. Okay. Gotcha. So I guess like what they're saying is at, at baseline, you can sort of bet that all of your employees will care about seeing some kind of autonomy or will benefit from not care about but will benefit from having autonomy and feeling competent in their role and you may need more information to determine who on your team would actually benefit from feeling more connectedness exactly yep that's a big takeaway here so it's really it comes down to the fact that having the need for autonomy and the need for competence feeling competent at work feeling like you've got control over your work, it's going to help everybody. They're all going. It's always going to make you feel better about 
your work and just feel better overall. Your energy is going to be better at the end of the day. Um, but some people don't care about the need for relatedness. They don't care as much to be connected to their team members. And I'm sure everybody's met those people, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't need to have friends at work. I don't care about that. Right. Um, so if they don't care about that, then making sure that they have that doesn't really have an impact on how they feel gotcha. at the end of the day. Gotcha. Um, did they look at which one was most impactful if it was frustrated? So like, if I really want it, but I don't have it, is it worse for me to have a gap between like a gap for autonomy or a gap for competency or like, did that, is that not something they looked into? Yeah, they did not find that. They did not look into, um, where you see the worst results. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be really interesting follow-up for sure, though, to yeah. see, you know, what what causes the most frustration. I'm going to assume that the autonomy and competence probably right. is more important in that case right. as well. Right. Yeah, that's interesting because, um, you know, on one hand, it seems kind of like what I would think is that, you know, whatever it is that matters to me, if I'm not getting it, that would be a problem. But here it sounds like there are some things that even if I don't, maybe I don't even, maybe it's that I don't recognize that it matters to me. Like mm-hmm. um, that, but it does like autonomy does matter. Competence does matter. Um, whereas, you know, relational things like it's, mu- it's more variable, but it seems like maybe people are not quite sure maybe are not accurately reading their need for autonomy and competence because it just seems like in general like if you don't have what you need you'd be upset but here it seems like people are you know whether they feel like it's important to them or not it's mattering and so I'm wondering if that is also like by merit of the fact that people might not be good at judging the extent to which they need autonomy or competence you know what I mean yeah I totally agree I think there's a couple things that's going on there so One thing is I do think that there's some underlying like basic needs, like for everybody out there, that's probably heard of like the Maslow Mm -hmm. hierarchy of needs, such a like a popular thing people talk about. So like imagine that in the workplace, I feel like autonomy is probably one of those things in the workplace that a lot of people have that need. And the same with competence. People want to feel good at what they're, what they do is good work. They don't want to, you know, feel like they're sucking all the time. Like that's not a good feeling. Um, that's, I think that's definitely part of my, what might be going on, but I do also want to point out one thing that they brought up. So in the paper, they brought up the fact that these are students that are doing a paid internship. So these students might, um, basically they found that people just, they generally had high needs for everything. Okay. So on average, this population had a high need for everything, Hmm. um, more so than what they would assume the average would be in a general normal workforce. It's not an internship. Okay. In an internship, you can imagine these students are probably very ambitious and they're like overly excited about stuff, right? There might be a lot of other things going on here that maybe if you look at an employee that's been in a company for six years, there might be slight differences in the way the results right. happen. Right. Okay. Yeah. And that would be interesting to look at because it could give some other implications like, you know, is it the case that you should focus especially on this for like people on your team who are early career? Um, and maybe, you know, I I think autonomy needs probably grow over time, but Mm -hmm. the need to feel competent, like, I feel like that 
if you already have had like a long career where you know that you can be competent at things, you might be able to tolerate more variability and like trying new things that you might not feel proficient at because you know that like, hey, I'm not like an incompetent employee. It's just like this is a task that's difficult for me or like this is new. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas at the beginning, like all the information that you're getting from your performance is telling you something about like how you will perform as an employee. So like it could be something really difficult that you haven't done before that'll just take you a little while to get the hang of things. But like in the meantime, it seems like it means more because you don't have a lot of experience to base whether or not you're actually just struggling with this task or whether you're just like not good at being an employee. Um, Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And then from the relational standpoint, I also feel like, um, you know, I think early on in people's careers, I think there are definitely always going to be differences between how much relational activity people want to have on the job that stay true over time. But I also think you can like learn to appreciate being, having more time to yourself, depending upon like the role. Like when I first started working, I know like, and I'm like obviously very extroverted person, but like when I first started working, I like really wanted to do like a lot of like social stuff and like, hang out and like I wanted to make friends and all this kind of stuff and then I feel like as time went on and like I got more work responsibilities and had other things like a lot more other things going on outside of work I felt like I'm happy to have really positive relationships inside of work with my coworkers, but like I'm less interested in doing extraneous stuff over time or like if I'm by myself at home working for the day like I actually enjoy that because I get a lot done you know what I mean so like your priorities sometimes can shift too yeah I think that's a good point and I think it's kind of funny that you went that route because I was going to say, I think with interns, there might be some level of variability, which is maybe why we see this result happen where mm-hmm. the, the need strength or how much you care about that thing really comes out for this need for connection. Because I think some people in their early career in the internship phase, for example, are very encouraged to network and they really think that's important and they like go crazy about networking right like you can just imagine these I feel like I get these kinds of people that talk to me all the time that are they just want to talk to every single person in the job that they right, want right, right. that exists in the world right um and but then I think there's also some students and some interns that have the opposite thing where they just don't see the need or the purpose Mm -hmm. of networking and they just haven't been exposed to it enough to understand how important that can be so I think that there's potential there where maybe there's actually just more variability here so there's this this population these interns there's a much bigger range of how much they feel like they need this connection um, compared to the autonomy and competence needs right Right. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. And also, it makes sense in terms of like the idea that maybe they're not as aware of how much they appreciate these things. Because, you know, over time, you know, I've learned and you've learned, like we all learn, I think, oh, like, what is it about this job that I really like? Or what is it that I don't really like? And it seems like, you know, as time goes on, you learn more and more. Oh, like, I really need autonomy or I really need whatever. And like, as you learn those things, you get better at like assessing it yourself. Whereas I feel Mm -hmm. like in this situation, if you're brand new, um, maybe some of that is not that like they, like you actually just uniformly always need it, but maybe it's like, you know, people, those folks didn't really understand how important it is quite yet. Maybe. 
Yeah, I agree. And I think it's important to call out again that, you know, I mentioned this is a short research note. And so for all of our listeners, that's um, that's kind of why, like, we have all these questions, additional questions, because you can imagine that if it's a really short paper and they're pulling a piece from a bigger study, um, they often what happens with those types of papers, and Katina, you can talk to us more since you're obviously doing more of these kinds of publications than I am, but um, they found this additional thing, you know, as they're looking through their data and were able to write up a small piece about it, but it doesn't have the, you know, all the other things thought through in the same way because it's not necessarily the main goal of the original study. And so that's why I think there's a lot of good information here, but there's a lot of good follow-up. And if you were to publish a a full-blown study, you would have had some of the follow-up that we're talking about right now. Yeah, totally. And you can always go look up those authors and see what else they've published in this area. Um, you know, around this time period or look for other things that are coming out or impressed to see like, okay, these are the other things that they publish off that data set. So you can get like the broader scope of everything that was going on during the time period when that study was being, um, was being um, conducted. Exactly. Yep. But I think there's a really good takeaway and I've talked about it already, but um, it is just good to know that, you know, having your needs met at work is really important. So, these three needs, uh, autonomy, competence, and relatedness are ones that have, are found in the research in a lot of different places. So they're clearly ones that we know are important, but just thinking about your own needs as an employee and what you need in your job and your environment um, and trying to find a place that can fit those needs or trying to make sure you're able to to meet your needs as much as you can is important for your wellness. Um, and then I think really from a leadership perspective and for management, it's good to understand that people need autonomy people need competence people need to feel connected so how can you encourage that how can you give them the experiences every day right like can I make sure that you have control over certain I mean not everything can be controlled in terms of their tasks maybe there's certain orders things that to be done maybe certain schedule you have to hold but where can I give my team some flexibility and have them control something in their day where can I make sure people are doing something they're good at each day so they feel competent? And then how can I ensure that people are connecting with others on their team, whether it's through meetings or whatever, um, so that they feel that connectedness too. So trying to build a great uh, job and position for your, your employees can really help by giving just even little bits of these three areas each day so that they feel like their needs are being met. Yeah, and also probably having meetings and conversations to try to get to know more specifics around what needs are most important to that employee or like observing and trying to pay attention to that. So like because there's more variability on the relationship end, like just, you know, talking to people and asking them like how much of that is motivating to you or how much do you feel like you need that? Um, And then you can, you know, maybe use that information to tailor some of the experiences on the team uh, to the individual. Um, Mm -hmm. and that way, you know, you're using less of a blanket approach for things that might be more variable. And then, you know, you're also keeping in touch with the employees with regard to how things are going. Um, so if you're doing stuff for autonomy or competence, like you can always keep track and make sure that what you're doing is actually impacting those needs. A hundred percent agree. Yeah. I think it's a really good call out about the need for relatedness where, you know, maybe if somebody really has a strong need on that, you find 
another person that has a strong need and make sure that they're doing group projects together and things like that. And then for people who have less of that need, you let them do more solo tasks if that's possible and things like that. So just giving them the opportunity to do what fits for them. And honestly, that that also probably gets to some autonomy, right? If I know that I really want to work with a lot of other people and now I'm given opportunities to be able to do that, then I feel like I've controlled some of my environment by being able to do the things I want to do. So yeah, absolutely. Kind of gets two birds, one stone. That's awesome. (laughs) Well, that's really good to know. And I think that this is, it's really good for people to be aware of those needs in general, that autonomy, competence, and relatedness are needs that might be top of mind for your employees. And it's also a good reminder for people to check in with their employees and figure out what it is that they need, um, as well as to know that there may be some more universal needs that people should think about. So remind people uh, when they're doing a good job, help people get the skills they need to do their job and try to give people um, as much control as you can, even if they're new. Um, There may be areas where they could really like be empowered to take ownership over things. Exactly. Well, I'm glad that this article was helpful. I hope uh, other people find it helpful. I thought it was really interesting and a nice little tidbit to take in your day. Um, And I can't wait to see what the authors come out with in the future. There might be some cool stuff coming out. So listen in the future as well. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for reading this. Yeah, of course. Um, So we'd love to hear from all of you listeners. If you have any questions, feedback, comments, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at contact at workerbeing.com. You can find us on social media at workerbeing, which is on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can find us on our website, workerbeing.com. Thanks for listening. The Worker Being Podcast is hosted by us, Patricia Grabarek and Katina Sawyer and produced by Allie Johnson. Thank you.